back. Another team preview. Brickhouse. Bob Johnson. Matt Baker. If you like what you're hearing, why not rate and review us on iTunes? Oh, yeah. We'd appreciate it if you did. That'd be a, a nice thing. Apparently, that's what bumps you up the ratings and how people can find you. If you uh, want to email us, BrickhousePodcast at gmail.com. No, no. Wait, what? You email us through our website, Brickhouse oh, BrickhousePodcast.com. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> uh, I'm at Hey, It's Matt Baker. At Brickhouse Pod, either one of those. Matt, Matt's a little uncomfortable because we're about to eviscerate yeah, his I'm, favorite team. I'm worried. This is not. I already know. Do we? I already know they're going to be bad. Do we have to do this? Is this just they're going to be format? the worst team in the Western? Just Conference. a formality. It's all. My brother. The my brothers texted me. They asked me, "What do you think about the Suns' new uniforms? Because they just came out with some oh, new right. uniforms, Nike." And I said, uh, I'll like them a whole lot better if uh, I can see Marvin Bagley in them in 2018. Bob. Yeah. Well, this year they actually uh, drafted someone who looks like he won't be a total bust. So you got that going for you. Right. Uh, that wasn't even a roast joke. <laughs> Let's get into them, shall we? Yeah. good thing we didn't actually have robert sarver host a roast for his team because he'd trade the comedians and catering for cash incentives <laughs> to be fair our podcast doesn't have any of those things uh james jones went directly from being lebron's lapdog to the highest office at the phoenix suns earning him the nickname donald trump of the phoenix suns <laughs> This leads... Who's that even a diss? <laughs> Who, who's supposed to take offense to that? Which which Roasted. party? Which party? You burnt! Both of them. This leads Sarver to pipe in that, hey, I'm a rich guy. Shouldn't I be the Trump? <laughs> you're not Trump, Sarver, but if it's any consolation, you're still an asshole. Uh, the Suns are sponsored by the Talking Stick Resort. I guess they couldn't go with their obvious first choice of sponsor, Calipari's Sophomores. <laughs> Phoenix has so many Kentucky players, the team had to hire special tutors so they could cheat on tests for them. Driving test, STD test, those stupid how well do you know the cast of friends test. <laughs> Last one. Suns legend Kevin Johnson is a creep who molests underage girls oh, and his gosh. wife works for Trump. <laughs> Boom. <Gosh>. Roasted. <laughs> we, should, we, don't, we don't talk about that, Bob. Bob, it's a w common knowledge that... As Suns fans, we do not talk about that. <laughs> you burnt. You burnt, Suns fans. Okay. Hear the Suns' new slogan? The Phoenix Suns, come for the basketball and stay. No, seriously, please stay. Please stay. <laughs> this is the Suns' 50th season in the NBA. Whoa. True story, 50th season. You know what the gift for 50-year wedding anniversary is? What's that? That's the gold anniversary. Mm. The son said, ah, we haven't had any gold yet, so just why bother giving us gold for 50? <laughs> Championship joke, Bob. Yeah, yeah, crying, crying into your unopened champagne. All right, can we stop? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Give me more. What do you got? Uh, we've got our changes segment, Matt. That's good. The son's made a few changes. They drafted Josh Jackson, which is a great change. Mm -hmm. They also drafted Davon Reed and Alec Peters. Okay. 
Alex Len is still a restricted free agent out there. If someone wants to sign him, they can they can have at it. But really, this team didn't didn't do anything. They didn't do anything besides draft. They really there wasn't a lot of signings. They they got a Elijah Millsap in April from Utah. They lost Ronnie Price. They signed Alan Williams to a contact, contract extension, but the extent of the moves is really just drafts. You think Suns GM uh, Ryan McDonough is intentionally running the Suns like Sam Hinkie, or just sort of accidentally so? It's tough because the Suns that year that they made the playoffs, what uh, not made the playoffs, but finished ninth. Remember they were like a game or two out of the playoffs. Yeah, that really threw things for a loop because no one expected them to be any good then. So when they almost made the playoffs, that's when they started to think, oh, well, maybe we're actually a playoff team when they weren't. So then they made a bunch of moves, kind of had to pay for it. A lot of guys on the Phoenix Suns remind me of the first line of one of my favorite movies. It's this Charlie Kaufman uh, script called uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Mm -hmm. It's It's the unauthorized autobiography of Chuck Barris, the guy who created the gong show. Okay. The dating game. The movie starts out with Sam Rockwell plays Chuck Barris, and he's standing in the middle of a hotel room, and the first line of the movie is, like, you get to a certain age, and when you get there, you realize all the potential for who you could have been becomes actually who you were. Just reminds me of Alex Len, Dragon Bender. I know Marquise Chris is only 11 years old, but he's going to suck. We all know. So here's the starting lineup. And now, the starting lineup for your Phoenix Suns! Bledsoe at point guard. Right. Booker at shooting guard. Josh Jackson or TJ Warren at small forward. Right. Marquise Chris or Bender at power forward. Tyson Chandler, Allen Williams, some combination at center. I don't hate it. Just because they're like, if you're going to be bad, at least be bad with potential. The Hawks, there's not really any potential there. But with Booker, Jackson, Chris Bender, all these guys, there's at least some potential. So if they show that they're fighters, they're maybe not going to win a lot of games. But if at least they show that they're in game, if they keep getting blown out every game, that's something to panic about. But if there's close games and they show some fight, that's really what I'm looking for this year. If any of these guys showed potential, then you could be close to being a verge playoff team because you could trade guys who showed potential for actual stars. You know, right. Kyrie Irving is on the trade block, and, and the Suns want to get Eric Bledsoe, but they don't want any of their young players except for Josh Jackson, who only has potential because he hasn't shown that he doesn't have potential <laughs> yet. That's fair. That's a fair point. If Bender shows anything, someone will jump on him and give you more than he's worth. I was saying this to a friend of the show, Aaron. Zach Collins really missed his opportunity when he wasn't born in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like it, I like Zach Collins, obviously, but if he was born in Latvia, he would have gone top five. Like There would have been yeah. a buzz because there's this buzz around Bender because he's the unknown. He probably could dribble better, too, if he grew up in Europe. Yeah, that's fair. If any of these kids reach some sort of potential, they'll be able to trade and kind of mix and match, yeah. which will be good. So that leads us to over under 25 and a half wins. 25 and a in, half? From Vegas. Well, they are playing 30 games against the Eastern Conference, right? 
I'm going over. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm going to go slightly over also. Not much over. Yeah, a game or two, like two games over, three games over, maybe. It... The Suns have a habit of looking like they're on pace to get the number one pick in the draft, and then the last twenty-five games sliding into fifth. Spot. Yeah, don't that. It's <laughs> you say that as a joke, but that is a true thing. Oh, I know. Let's get into the segment everyone's waiting for, though, Matt. They want to know who's going to win. So, my winner, Alan Williams. You know Alan Williams? I, I know of him. Yeah. Alan Williams went to high school in Phoenix, grew up in Phoenix. Okay. Went to Santa Barbara, was undrafted, made the team and signed a three-year, $17 million deal. Some deal of where his path, like if you just look at this kid out of high school in Phoenix, just going, kind of fighting for a spot and getting rewarded with $20 million or whatever, like that's that's a guy who could win Survivor, in yeah. my opinion. That's a guy who knows what it takes. Uh, first off would be Brandon Knight, but not... For no other reason, push his wheelchair into the ocean. I was going to say, for here, yeah, for no other reason, like with what he's gone through and how his career has been in Phoenix, he would probably accidentally volunteer to leave the island without knowing it. Like oh. through a curious set of circumstances, he would just find himself off the island. At least he won't be missed. I said Tyson Chandler wins the game of Survivor. Okay, not only because he's a veteran, but if you recall, him and Eddie Curry were drafted the same year, back-to-back picks, I think by the same team, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, Elton Brand was involved in that somehow. and Right. Yeah. And Tyson Chandler's career has been very decidedly un-Eddie Curry-like. He really survived that one, and I think he could survive against all these young guys, too, on, I the, like it. on the Suns. I'd watch out for Bledsoe, because he, he could have like ant-like strength and be able to lift 50 times his own body weight. Yeah. But short of that... Tyson wins the conch. I said uh, Alex Len is the first guy voted off. You tried to fit in, you just don't. Len would probably just be relieved to go home. We're still talking about Survivor, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Another new segment, Five Stars. This is where we talk about things in the Phoenix greater area and how we rank them on our very sophisticated ranking of one to five stars. Yeah. Phoenix native son, Matt Baker, you want to lead us off on this one? You know who's also a native Phoenician? Stevie mm. Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Five stars, Bob. Five stars. Can, how can you not love Stevie Nicks and you her can't. It's ras- impossible. rascal band of rascals? <laughs> not adhering to daylight savings time. Yeah. Bravo, I say. Oh, wow. That's a twist. Daylight savings is the worst time of year. It gets darker at five. It gets dark at five thirty in yeah. the winter, and for some stupid reason, we decided, "What if we arbitrarily make it so it gets dark at four thirty? <laughs> Arizona abstains from this, and I approve. I, this is actually what Matt and I first talked about the first time we were ever doing a podcast together. Was how oh, stupid wow. daylight savings. Time I completely is. forgot. I thought you were gonna. Really, I thought the headline the next day was going to be Bob Johnson destroys daylight, <laughs> a lack of daylight savings time, but it's Bob Johnson destroys daylight savings time. Yeah, I hate daylight savings time, so not adhering to it, Yeah, five stars. That's amazing. That's a great twist. This, I'm 
I'm perked up. I was really down, but I agree. It's so much. I hate getting tired at like 4:30 in the afternoon. Like I feel like I should go to sleep. Not to mention you miss whatever you have scheduled that Sunday morning. You know your Brazilian wax or whatever you're doing. If all all the money I've wasted on Brazilian waxes on the Sunday of daylight savings time, let me tell you that's you can't spe- get that back. That very specific example has is more true than you know. <laughs> 120 degrees, Bob. Oh, uh uh-huh. 120 degrees, which Phoenix is no stranger to. One star. I don't know if anyone likes 120 degrees. Matt, I I put heat in my rankings. But let me me, uh, break it down for you. Mm -hmm. It's really hot in Phoenix, as you know. Just said that. But weather occasionally like that has its perks. People wear less clothes. Mm -hmm. Booty shorts. Brought to you by 120 degree weather. (laughs) Okay. You can go swimming all the time, and the winters are pretty pleasant. Summer's brutal, of course, but uh, like your green river in Chicago, this is middle of the road for me. There's You got your pros, you got your cons. Okay. I will die of heat stroke if it means women wear only booty shorts. Yeah. Three stars. Okay. That's a fair analysis. Arizona State University. Home of the booty shorts. I wish I uh, used that segue. Uh, it's where I got this wonderful education that you're – listening to great that's an example of that education you can see it so yeah. clearly it's so it's radiating off of me <laughs> infinity stars bob oh. it gave you this so how can it, it can't it can't be quantified by any meager star system i know i talked about gonzaga a whole bunch but surprise i went to arizona <laughs> state so there you go matt i uh i hope i don't hurt your feelings too much on this one i'm ranking phoenix culture okay Phoenix doesn't really have it. I lived there about 13 years ago, and I remember Phoenix being voted the city with the least culture in the U.S. multiple years in a row by Travel Channel. Wow. They're still stuck in the 90s NBA All-Star game with the cartoon cacti, coyotes, and cocapellis. Yes. Cartoon cactus does not equal culture, Matt. (laughs) One star. (laughs) Uh, You... You coastal elite. <laughs> that was another edition of Five Stars. On the next episode of Brick House. Our next episode will entail another team preview. The next team lost their best player of the decade. Tune in for this tortured fan base that may love basketball more than any state, but never finishes better than second best. This year they get to compete for Michael Porter Jr. and the other top lottery prizes. Find out who we're talking about on the next episode of Brick House. Thank you.